Welcome to A Great Light, the radio ministry of Pastor Larry Sterling, East Point Church of God. We invite you to join us in a service soon. We're located at 379 Avenue A, East Point, Florida. Our service times are 11 a.m. and 6 p.m. on Sundays and 7 p.m. on Wednesdays. We pray that this week's message inspires you to shine the light of Christ to those around you. John tells us the story about Jesus, our Savior. He speaks to us about the the time period when when Jesus was there talking and, and conversing with the Pharisees and all that that all all that that happened there in the temple and in Jerusalem and all around of how all this these people were trying to get uh, at Jesus and trying to try to persuade the people to to go another direction to not listen to Christ but what we find in John cham- John chapter 8 the Bible tells us that that he that he was under attack and he was at the beginning of the chapter and he was under attack on his personhood and who he was and many of them were were trying to justify themselves because of their religiosity and how they felt like they were this powerful people and all these things that that they were doing and and so he tells them in John chapter 8 verse 31 he says he says if you abide in me if you abide in my word and you are my disciples, disciples indeed and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free we hear this over and over the truth shall make you free it's kind of in our culture it's kind of in our understanding but there's only one truth that sets men free and that's this truth this is the truth that sets people free not a truth of of any other kind but the truth that God gives us it liberates it it empowers you and it grows you and so they answered in verse 33, we are Abraham's descendants and have never been in bondage to anyone. How can you say you will be made free? And Jesus answered them, most assuredly I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave of sin. And a, and a slave does not abide in the house forever, but a son abides forever. Therefore, if the son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. So the Son has set us free. We are free indeed. If you have committed sin in your life, that's all of us, we are a slave to sin. That means we're in trouble. We have no way out, no hope, no escape. We are bound by, by the chains of darkness to the things of this world, and we cannot escape from that. But when the Son loose the bonds of our, say, of our chains and tells us we are free, we are free indeed. And that, that's something that you've got to get in your spirit and in your soul and in your, in your understanding. You see, uh, if you understand the history of our country, we celebrate, what's interesting to me, we celebrate our freedom on July the 4th, 1776. We, it's our Independence Day. We call it July 4th. It's the day we told everybody we were free. But the problem was we weren't free. If you understand American history... All we did was just say we were free. We still had to fight a battle. There was still the Revolutionary War. It was about 13 years later before we actually became a nation that you understand today. It was a long time from the moment that we declared our freedom to the moment that we actually were free. You see, there are, there's a process that some people realize, don't realize and understand when it comes to freedom. You see, you have the things that you have today because somebody paid for that. Somebody bought that. Somebody took care of you. Somebody prayed over you. Somebody 
prayed over your house and prayed over this country or prayed over this county. There are people that, that you will never meet, that you are reaping the benefit of their time on their knees before God, that they have cried out to the Lord and purchased the plan of God for this area. Because if you don't pray and you don't seek God and you don't trust the Lord, I want to tell you that these the things that you want to have in your life will not come to pass. So you've got to be on your knee. You've got to be crying out to God. You've got to be seeking the Lord. You've got to trust God. You've got to speak out to God and, and declare what God has done for you, in you, and around you. You've got to be strong in the Lord, in the power of his might. You've got to trust that God has this thing, and he's in control. And you've got, But you've got to realize that it's going to take some time. You, you cannot speed through this walk with God. There are times in your life that you're going to have to walk. You're going to have to go through. There are trials that you're going to have to be in. There are things that you're going to have to experience and battle through and trials that you're going to go on the other side and you're going to receive freedom and blessing and anointing because of the process that you're going through. And you cannot speed it up. You've just got to trust God that he has your back, that he has plans for you, that he's going to strengthen you, that he's going to help you along the way and that he's going to empower you to be the witness that he's called you to be you cannot speed through this process you've got to just let God be God and encourage your spirit where you are you see but here here's the problem that people get into you see when a slave the Bible tells us in John chapter 8 35 there that when you're a slave to sin that means that you are held by sin you are held by the things of this world and Jesus when he makes you free he breaks this bondage of sin that's on you and you're free to go you're free to leave this you're free to walk away from sin but our problem is is that sometimes we don't trust God for the free indeed part you see you're not when you get out of sin you're not an escaped slave you see an escaped slave is this somebody always looking over their shoulder and I've seen too many Christians where they're walking and going and living their lives and they live their lives like they're an escaped slave. They were escaped, they were bound in sin, and now they keep looking over their shoulder expecting that sin to come back on them real quick. You hear me? And they keep looking back there and they're, they're not really free, they're just kind of roaming. They're just out there. They're, they're not where they were, but they're, they're not stuck in bondage anymore, but they're, but they're not free indeed. I want to tell you, when the sun sets you free, you don't need to look in your rearview mirror where you've been because it's no longer there. You don't need to look in your past of what has happened to you in your life. It's no longer there. When the sun sets you free, you're not, there's not going to be a reckoning day for what you've done. There's not going to be a day uh, that's going to come upon you because when he comes into the situation and turns it around, it's gone. He already paid the price. He's already went on that hill called Calvary. He's already been nailed to the cross. When the sun sets you free, you don't need to look back anymore. You need to take off and run and go and realize that God has great plans for you and you don't need to worry about your past. 
You're free indeed. You're free from the things of the world. You're free from the things of the past. You're free from all the things that the enemy has tried to bind you with and hold you in seclusion. But the great lie we believe is that somehow they have relevance on our life. No, they do not. I don't care you may have been branded by sin according to the world. It may be the world looks at you and your friends look at you and, and pass judgment on you based upon what you were did in your life. You've been branded by the world. But I want to tell you when my Savior cut my chains off, when he broke the bondage in my life, I don't care what the world says. My Savior looks at me and I've been saved. I've been set free. I've been law, I was lost, but now I am found and God has a plan for me. And the same thing goes for you this morning. You look in your spirit, what God is going to do through you and for you is, is clearly attached to what God's spirit is wanting to speak to you as, as, as how he is making you and molding you. The Bible tells us in John 10.10, 10, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. But Jesus says, I have come that they may have life and they may have it more abundantly. That they may have life and they may have it more abundantly. You see, this process of life that you are being given is beyond what you, the world can offer you. What you have right in front of you is the real life, the real truth, the real th blessing that God has designed you for. If we truly believe what we sang earlier about his breath being in our lungs, we recognize that he has designed us for this moment. He has designed us for this time. And he has a plan for you in your life. And when you surrender your life to him and yield to Christ, the chains fall off of you. And he's going to tell you to run, to go, and to be. And he said that life is more abundant. The things that were holding you back are no longer there. And we just keep saying, God, but Lord, I, I do this. I have this. I have that. Hear me this morning. When he broke the chain, he broke it. When he broke the chain, he broke it. The only thing that's preventing you from taking off and soaring is having faith. There's this story. It amazes me to go to some of these zoos and stuff that have birds. You ever seen these birds, these beautiful birds and zoos and other things where they're flying around and they'll come back when the guy takes his arm up or gal takes her arm up and puts up here? They'll just land on her arm. You know, if I was a bird, I'd be like, boys, I'm out of here. She let me go. I'm gone. I'm, you know, have you, you put your arm out in the air to see how many birds land on your arm. Some of y'all be like, I did, Pastor, look. But here, when a bird is out there that is a bird in the wild, it's free, right? It goes wherever it wants to go. It goes where the nat nature takes it. It goes according to instinct. It goes according to the currents of the wind. When you have a bird born into captivity, it is never known what it's like to soar. It never knows what it's like to be full uh, of, of the wind, of coming up under your wings. It never knows what it's like to, to receive something from God and to just go up on that current and just float in the wind. It doesn't, it doesn't understand that where the, the, it, when the person puts their arm out, they don't have to come back. You see, what happens is that we have been, the chain has been broken off of us, but because we were raised in captivity, the enemy puts his arm up there, and we feel like we have to go back. 
And we something keeps pulling us back to that place, back to that moment, back to that era. And I want to tell you, if you'd been born in freedom, you could live and walk in freedom. You'd never understood what it means for these birds. You'd be looking down, flying over. Why do you keep going back to that person? They don't have any control over you. If right now you want to take off, you could take off and leave. The point is, is that once you've tasted of freedom and you understand what it means that God has in store for your life, you don't need to go back when the enemy puts his arm you don't need to go back into that world where the enemy tries to come against you because if you just wait on the Lord, his spirit's going to show up in your life and there'll be a wind current. You got to get up there and you're going to have to get above where you can't see this thing anymore and you can't be part of this thing. But if you keep going higher and higher, I'm telling you, God is calling you to soar in areas you've never been before, that more abundant life. You're going to see vistas that you never even thought possible that simply because you've never seen them does not make it not exist. God has plans for you. God has purposes for you in your life. You've got to set yourself up and say, I'm going to soar and let God be God in my life. Let Jesus strengthen you and come inside you and, and take you where you need to be to live that abundant life in Christ what is disheartening is to realize that there are so many people that are bound and they're free at the same time. Bound, but they won't leave. Bound, and they get a little bit up in the air and they get afraid and they come right back down. Bound, but won't soar. I'm telling you, God wants to take you up there and he wants to show you all that abundant life that he has. But you've got to trust him. And you've got to believe him. And you've got to hold to him. And so you say, well, Pastor, you don't know what happened to me. You don't realize how much pain I'm carrying. And this is where I spoke about last week. Jesus sees. Jesus sees. Let me give you a review real quick. Exodus chapter 1, verse 22. The Bible says, Pharaoh commanded all of his people, saying, Every son who is born you shall cast into the river, and every daughter you shall save alive. Pharaoh commanded the Egyptians, all of the Egyptian people, to take a baby boy that was born and throw him into the Nile River. And the Nile went about its business and kept flowing down. The water kept going down that stream. The water kept going, and the boy was gone. And there was no evidence that it was gone. And the world kept living the way, going on about it like nothing happened. And here is mother, here is father on the side, moaning and weeping and wailing over the loss of their child. But the Nile hid a lot of those things. You see, the world doesn't realize how much pain you're carrying with you. But Jesus sees. And he saw what Pharaoh did. And so if I as a review real quickly, last week he gave Moses three signs. He says, if they don't believe this first sign, Moses, then I want you to do this second sign. And if you don't believe this second sign, Moses, then I want you to do this third thing. And he says, go down to the river and take water and pour it into, take this water and pour it onto the ground. And when you pour that water onto the ground, it will turn to blood. 
and the and and then they'll know that I'm the one that sent you. And Moses believed that. Moses accepted that. And the process is simply this. They're going to see that even though the world went away and even though the world forgot about those babies drowning so many years ago, God didn't forget. And when they poured that water onto the ground, it turned to blood because God is an eternal God. And he saw what they did to his children and he saw what they did to his people and he was not going to let it go unpunished. And so he tells Moses to use this sign. And then I stopped there last week and I'm moving further on. The Bible says, the Bible says in the story, Moses went further and the first plague encased the, the first the first sign, rather, was a small thing for the children of Israel. But the first plague that God sent was the Nile River turning to blood. And it was announcing to all of Egypt, I saw what you did to my babies. I saw what you did to my sons. I saw what you did. This is not going to end well with you. At that moment, everybody in Egypt should have repented. You hear me? Everybody, when God shows up with judgment and God showed everybody, listen, the first sign is this river turns to blood and it's turning to blood because you need to understand that judgment is coming and I'm going to send judgment and I'm going to send my, my servant to speak for me and he's going to tell you what's coming. But if you, he over and over, he went in and every time Pharaoh hardened his heart against God, he did not care. He knew what he did to God's people. He knew knew what Egypt did and Pharaoh refused to repent at God and the ultimate end of this plague is that God took all their firstborn sons all of them but he gave them mercy if you will trust in my blood and if you will put that blood over the doorpost of your house and you put it around there and if you tell everybody that wants to hear about my blood, judgment is coming. Judgment is coming. But if you tell everybody that if they just trust in my blood, the blood that I have provided for you, judgment will pass over your house. And he did not care who put the blood on their house. All he cared is if he saw the blood, he would pass over your house. Hear me today, God, if you put Jesus' blood over that cross, over your spirit, and over your house, judgment is coming. But He will. The, when the angel comes in and judgment begins to come over, he will pass over you and your house, and he will deliver you and set you free. I am not proud of my sin, and I'm not proud of what I did, but I do know that he passed over me when he washed me, when he cleansed me. I'm not held responsible for those things because he unleashed me. He broke the bondage that held me to this world. I'm not the same person I was when you talked to me 30 years ago. I've been set free by the blood of Jesus Christ. I'm a new creation in Christ. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. He, the judgment came to the house and the blood of Jesus was applied and now I'm living in freedom with Jesus Christ. But, but recognize something. You're born again. You, you were once in bondage the night before. But came the morning dawn. When you came out that door, 
You're, on, you're a new creation. You were once people in slavery. You were once bound. You were once in despair. You were once in pain, a victim of abuse and, and, and sorrow. But come dawn, when the first light hit that sun, sun scope over there, when, when you first see that, that vista of the sun coming up over the, over the horizon there, and you begin to rush out that door, I'm telling you, you're not the same as you were the night before. Why? Because sin doesn't want you anymore because it's no longer your master. I paid the price for you. I came in and took care of you. And now I'm telling you, you've got to be born again. They rushed out. And they walked out with gold. They walked out with blessing. They walked out with all these things. But what they were not was completely free. Because Pharaoh was still alive. When you're born again and you come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ and, and you're walking around, you're brand new to this thing. You've been plunged. You've got gold that you didn't even have. You've got faith that you never even understood. There are things you can do that you never even imagined. But here's the issue. There's only one way for you to save your life. You just can't take off and run any old way you want to go. There's a cloud out there you got to follow. That you got to learn the path that you need to walk. And there's a fire that you're going to show you and help you and guide you. you got to learn to trust where God is taking you. And sometimes he takes you around and up and down areas that you don't understand and cannot even fathom. And then there's a day coming where he's moving you intentionally on purpose because he's about ready to make you free indeed. I hope you all follow me here. And for the children of Israel, it's the Red Sea. He brings them through the path. He takes them into that Sinai Peninsula. He brings them all the way down. And now they're standing at the shore of the Red Sea. And they're looking, they're looking in their rear view mirror. And they see the dust coming up over the horizon. And their past is coming at them as fast as their past can get, carry itself. And they are coming. And, and the reason why they're coming is because God has allowed the past to come as quickly as it will come in order for redemption to be completed and freedom to be set situated so that when you reach where God is taking you, your past will no longer have power over you. I hope you're getting this this morning. So he brings you to this Red Sea. I mean, sea full of blood. You get the image here. He's bringing you to a place that he says, okay, they, they, they look around. They say, Moses, did you bring us out here to die? Sometimes you're going to come in your crisis of faith. After you've been born again, after you've plundered the enemy, you're going to get to a place and you're going to look at God and you're going to say, God, did you bring me here to die? And God says, hold on. What do you have in your hand? I don't have much, God. I don't need much. I just need you to believe me. I need you to trust me. I need you to hold to me. I need you to stretch out that rod over that water. And watch what I'm going to do when somebody stands still and sees the salvation of God. Praise God. 
And then the wind, the Bible says, came in and it began to blow. And I'm telling you, the Spirit of God begins to blow into your life. And the world's trying to pursue you and come at you with everything. But all of a sudden, you hear the sound of a mighty rushing wind kicking up around you and in you and surrounding you. And now you're standing and you know you don't quite understand what's happening. But there's the water in front of you is troubled and it's a about time to go down into a place I don't belong into a territory that was not mine because the promise of God is ready to be poured out on my life and he says if you believe me take that foot and take a step forward where you would never go before trust in my spirit trust in my power trust me that I'm going to take you through all the way to the other side of the river you see you look in there and the water is flowing beside you and everything's around you and it's frightening and you don't quite understand what God is doing but you feel the wind of God at your back and you feel the presence of the Lord around you and you say God I don't know what you're doing here I can't explain why I'm not I'm not under all this condemnation I can't explain why the river just parted in front of me but I know whom I believe and I trust that you're going to hold it back just one more time just one more second and then and you turn around and the very thing that is helping you cross is the very thing Pharaoh's trying to use to come at you. Oh my goodness. And your enemy comes in and says, oh, don't you really believe God? Didn't you do this in your life? Didn't you do that? Your enemy is using the very path that God has set in store for you. And God says, just keep going forward. Don't listen to Pharaoh. Don't turn and look at the chariots that are behind you. Don't look at your past. I paid it. I know they're there. I understand they're there, but I've paid it. I know you can hear the sound of your past rolling at you quicker than you could ever imagine, but I've already taken care of it. You say, well, God, how have you already taken care of it? It's right behind me. I can see it behind me. Just turn around and walk forward, and I will take care of all of your trials and all of your trouble, because what do you know deep within your spirit? Jesus sees me. Jesus knows me. He saved me, and when he saved me, me. He didn't save me so that I would die. He saved me to bring me all the way through to the other side of the river. When you reach that other shore and you grab a hold of what God has in store for you, then God says, turn around. The man that executed hundreds of babies to be drowned in the water was drowned himself by God. God sees where you are and what the enemy used to kill, steal, and destroy, God is going to turn it around. For I know, Romans 8, 28, he's going to work all things for good for them that love God 
and are called according to his purposes. I know that I can trust the Lord. The enemy came in and he showed himself and then God showed up in the midst of your trial, in the midst of your trouble, in the midst of where you were. The enemy showed up but then God walked in and you trusted the Lord and you turned around and God let you witness your enemy go under the water and never come back up. He's gone. You're free and you're free indeed. Your slavery will not cover you anymore. You've been set free by God and it's no longer there. He tried to get you to give up. He tried to get you to give in. And he told you to keep going on. But this is why we get to the very end of this moment of time here. And this second here that God tells us very clearly on the next page. In Exodus chapter 14. The Bible says that at that, that moment when they saw Pharaoh going down. And they saw it over. They were free. They were free indeed. They were now the people of God. Nobody was coming for them anymore. They've been set free so what did they do they started praising God Mm. telling you today don't let anybody steal your praise because they don't know what you've been through to get to that shore they don't know what it cost you to fight on that day. They don't know what the, how a victim of abuse you were and what you went through in your life and what people said about you and how they used you and destroyed you. But they don't know that God just set you free and you don't need their answer to anybody but God. And you get up and you say, I praise the Lord for he is good and his mercy endures every morning, every moment of time. Moses began to sing and Moses began in the shout and verse chapter 15 all the way through the end the Bible says I will sing to the Lord for he has triumphed gloriously the horse and rider he has thrown into the sea the Lord is my strength and song he has become my salvation he is my God and I will praise him my father's God and I will exalt him it's time to start praising God and worshiping him and don't care what the church down the road says about you don't care about what anybody slavery he pulled you out of darkness he drowned your enemy in front of your face so you don't have to see him anymore and he said all I want you to do is when you get up in the morning is worship me in spirit and in truth worship me every day of your life worship me in this place worship me when you come to the house of God don't explain to anybody why you raise your hand why you clap your hands why you stand up and shout don't tell them don't somebody says you were bound in slavery and God pulled you out you were bound in chains of darkness and God set you free you were a victim of abuse and God healed your body and healed your disease you were depressed and had nothing that you could do but God gave you joy unspeakable and full of glory you were stuck in the things of the world but your God came down and he pulled you out of darkness and you all the way home to the other side of the shore you've been listening to a great light the radio ministry of pastor larry sterling and east point church of god we're located at 379 avenue a east point florida our service times are 11 a.m and 6 p.m on sundays and 7 p.m on wednesdays until next week let's join together to spread the light of christ